Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2, Episode 20. I'm your host, Julian. Filling in as my co-host tonight, Antoine Adon. Justin is not here tonight. He's, uh, you know in 2K when they make an excuse in the franchise mode, they'll be like, oh, I broke my toe fixing my car. One of those things happened to him. Uh, I guess his stomach hurts tonight. No, I'm just playing with you, man. Justin's not able to be here with us. We miss him, but we're going to run through an episode, and he's going to come back next week. He's going to bring the heat. For now, Lakers, KD, free agency, NFL free agents again, Antonio Brown, Bryce Harper. There's, like, so much going on in sports right now um, that we can just dive into the NBA since, you know, the NBA season is is, is boiling at this point of, of the year. Um we're going to start with LeBron James on a positive note because he's the king. He's still the king. Um, he, he hasn't been uncrowned. He won't be uncrowned. And right now it's not looking too good for him in his situation. The Lakers are not going to make the playoffs this year. But to do what he did in his career and to be able to pass a player like Michael Jordan on the all-time scoring list, is is one of his best accomplishments to date, if not the best. Um, I think 3-1 Golden State 2016 Finals is his best personal, I guess. That's where we saw his peak. Story. Well, I mean, I wouldn't say his peak because I think his peak was like in Miami. Like, well, no, that was his prime. I'm so, when we're talking about peak, you mean like when he was at his best? Yeah. No, I think in Miami he was at his peak then. Like the second year of the back-to-back beating Kawhi and the Spurs, there was no stopping that. Honestly, yeah, Ray Allen did help a lot, and it was down to that shot. But if any other team made the shot, it's just a shot. So, I mean, we got to the finals. We won. And um, back to the Laker LeBron, though, what he's doing this year with with the record, he – you see that he's still dominating the NBA in the sense of in the sense of when he's not playing, the team is just so bad. And when he does play, he makes the team so much better. And it doesn't matter what team he plays for. Except Miami. <laughs> um <laughs> Yeah, we see but with the Cavs, I just think he was at his peak on the Cavs when he went back there just because of the team, it wasn't the same situation to where he was able to be bailed out. We've seen a little bit with Kyrie, but it wasn't as much. Like, they, that was one moment. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like, throughout the season, he was – that was, like, you don't want to mess with this LeBron at all. Right. I feel like he was LeBron. He was having more fun. It was more, you know, like, he – he. it's just, you know, he's just doing it. He's doing it with his friends and all that. The Cavaliers LeBron, it was more back to business. I'm trying to, you know. Yeah, um, I, but I also, like – when he went to Miami, he still hadn't won that championship. So it was definitely lock in. First year that he played with us was the lockout year. And it was from there, it was just like, I need to win this championship. He lost. He played his worst games in that finals with Miami versus Dallas. And he came back the next year, locked and loaded again, won the championship Next year, won the championship again. And the year after that, took the team to the championship, but the team wasn't strong enough like a situation they had in Cleveland 
where he had to just willpower his team through the playoffs and to the finals, but playing against another team that's just flat out better than you, you can't win. Yeah, it's tough. So, but fast forward to this LeBron. Are they making the playoffs? No. No, it's it's at like a point one percent point oh one percent chance. So they have to win like fourteen out of the next fifteen, sixteen. So what does that mean for this project that he, him, and Magic were trying to do? Uh, I think it means that these young guys still aren't ready for it, but they have a whole off season, and they, as in the whole Lakers organization with Magic Johnson, Rob Palenka, Jeannie Buss. LeBron James, even Kyle Kuzma, Alonzo Ball, Brandon Ingram, these, everybody's going to have a chance to try to get better and try to do something that's going to put a better product on the court next year. Because this year, I feel like we can excuse them to an extent. Not making the playoffs, we didn't imagine that. They haven't gone in the past six, seven years, whatever. But when you have LeBron on your team coming from the Eastern Conference, and then going to the West where everybody was saying, you know, it's harder. Would he do it in the West? I don't like to speak those hypotheticals because LeBron James doesn't play in the West. You're not comparing nobody else if they played in the West. It's LeBron James. He's that good. He went to the finals eight straight years. Of course, the have, being in the East has something to do with it. But what can we say about that? Like that, him playing for the Cavs and him playing for the Heat. Okay, should he have chose a Western Conference team early in his career? Like, no. Now he's in L.A., he didn't make the playoffs in his first year is what it's looking like. Lonzo Ball's been hurt. He missed 17 games. He's never missed 17 games in his career. And the, the young guys, you know, Brandon Ingram has been hurt this year. Uh, Kyle Kuzma just went down. Obviously, that wasn't something, a problem throughout the season. But they're not ready for, for that LeBron-esque basketball yet. And they have this offseason, going back to what I was saying, to figure that out. Can they do that? On the front office perspective, it's like, you have this offseason to figure out if you're going to keep these guys, if you're going to ship them off, if you see that they're actually developing, if LeBron James wants them. Everything's going to have to come to an agreement where what are we going to do? Because next year is make or break. But that's tough because you have a lot of that young potential with Kuzma, Ingram, um, et cetera, whoever else, um, Lonzo. And they're going to be stars soon, especially Kuzma. We've seen him as a star, and we see Ingram as a star. Ingram and Kuzma could all do their D'Angelo Russell thing to where they want to go their separate ways. They want to build something of their own. So it's not really... I see it's tough for them to all come together on some, all right, let's try this out without one of them really like nudging for that extra something like one of them mm-hmm. don't want to get paid or right. or like a bigger role or something you know what i'm saying like they're not going into that next year without asking questions and i feel like the young guys are about to ask a lot of questions listen whatever happens this offseason with the lakers i believe they're not going to get anthony davis this offseason especially with how the pelicans already basically finessed them and tried them and put them out in front of the nba they might just have to wait till he is a free agent if he doesn't extend his contract or whatever. Um, <laughs> Kevin Durant is on his way out. We'll talk about that in a little bit, it looks like. Kawhi Leonard is still a free agent. We don't know. He's having a great year. He can't stay. He, want, he wouldn't go to the Lakers anyway. Klay Thompson, if Kevin Durant leaves, he'll stay with the Warriors. 
So what are the Lakers going to do if they don't get Anthony Davis this offseason? They're going to rely on LeBron. And, and the guys can, to grow. Yeah. And that, yeah, that too. But they also signed a lot of veterans, and those guys aren't going to stay. We have, yeah, for sure. They signed a lot of one-year deals like Lance Stevenson, yeah. Michael Beasley, <clears throat> Rajon Rondo. Yeah. And, yeah, you, you obviously didn't expect, I mean, Magic expected better product out of this. We didn't as soon as it happened. When we started seeing the season, you know, become a little hype, they were playing really good. Mm-hmm. LeBron had them where they needed to be. He was playing basketball as he always does, but he goes down. 17 games, and I don't even know their record during those 17 games, but they started sloping bad. You can tell when he's off the floor. These guys don't have; they just don't have it yet. I mean, you you got you signed a guy like oh Javel McGee as well, Lance Stevenson. What do you expect? You know, we believe the hype for a little bit throughout the season, but what did we really expect? I ain't believe the hype. Everybody else believe the hype. I ain't believe the hype. You know, I ain't believe the hype. I didn't think they were gonna make the playoffs coming into this. That's year. funny. That's funny. I can say you didn't know. Um, they. They actually exceeded my expectations. So that's good. You know what I'm saying? But I don't know what type of expectations they had as far as an, or as far as an organization. I don't know right. if everybody was on page that this was going to be a two-year project. Um, I think they had to be because you have to look at the landscape of the NBA. And you have to be real. Look at who they have and there's Golden State. It's that simple. Like, it's, I mean, yeah, we're fans and we, we talk about this stuff, but they think about this stuff, too. And it, it, the proof is in the pudding. You, yeah. can't, you can't sit here and say the Warriors aren't the favorite this year. I can't tell you a team that's going to beat them, although I have read people thinking, you know, Milwaukee is going to be one of those teams that, that can beat them. I think the best chance team is Philly, but that's another story. You know with this roster, the Lakers can't beat the Warriors in seven games let alone one on a good day. Yeah. So And then we didn't even get into Luke Walton. We don't know if they're going to keep Luke Walton. We doubt they're going to keep Luke Walton. We know Luke Walton's not going to stay. Yeah. I don't, I don't see his future. <laughs> they were saying uh, Doc Rivers, candidate. <laughs> they, said, they said Mike Krzyzewski, but you know it's not going to happen. <laughs> Why would you say that? He's Duke forever. Um, another guy was Tyron Lue, but the Tyron Lue deal would be like, would you want to coach as an assistant under Doc Rivers and then have the Doc Rivers staff be Ty Lue, Doc Rivers as a head coach, Ty Lue, uh, assistant and Tom Thibodeau maybe coming and doing defensive of coaching. That's, that's, I mean, but I would have put it past Lakers because that's a lot of big names. Right. But I don't know. Nah. <laughs> I don't think I don't think they want to spend money on coaching like that. Yeah. I think LeBron can find his guy. There was another guy I was trying to think of who they said. I don't have it right now, but I don't know, man. I don't know who they get if Luke Walton gets fired. And if it's Doc Rivers, are they going to want to pay Doc Rivers that money? He's clearly the better team in L.A. right now, you know. He has control over everything over there. He's gonna come and be what Magic's might get fired. You know, like yeah, you better you better be good. Yeah, I don't know if he wants that drama just late in his career right now. He yeah, can't take that stress. I doubt it. I doubt it. Phil Jackson come back. Yuck. <laughs> so 
LeBron, we congratulate you. 32, 900-something, I believe, past Jordan. Number fourth on the all-time scoring list. But your season's over. Talk to your coaches about sitting out the rest of the games. Save your career. Not your career like that, but just save the rest of the energy you have for this season. We ha- It's weird, though. We haven't seen LeBron play. Excuse me. We haven't seen LeBron not play past April in all these years. That's true. He doesn't. It's going to be weird. A playoffs without LeBron. It's yeah. somebody else's chance. So we're yeah. going to see the East. But we're going to stay in the West. Let's talk about Kevin Durant. The other day. They lost to the Celtics. Gordon Hayward went off, coming off the bench, 30 points. Very efficient in the game. Hustle. Um, The Celtics just wanted it more. I feel like they needed that game uh, to even be taken serious, like from this point going on. Let's see how they come out against the, you know, defending champs. I guess one last time. 33-point victory on the road. Steve Kerr's biggest uh, home win. Excuse me, home loss. After the game, they interview Steve Kerr, and he tells the media, you know, I don't think that we came out with, we didn't start with that passion and that anger that we needed to start with, something along those lines. And um, they asked Kevin Durant about his comments, and he basically said that, you know, I didn't know that it was it was supposed to start from anger. Like, I thought we were starting everything from joy, as Steve Kerr has said in the past. Um, so I have to disagree with that. So it's like, as little as that might be, I took it when I read it, like, when has Kevin Durant said something, right? I mean, to the coach. We know that him and Draymond Green had their altercation, and they hashed that out. That was a time ago. But when has Kevin Durant came and, and, and said something about the coach or even given the media a chance to you know, ask him a question along those lines, to where he entertains it. Um, so with the NBA, it's funny. Like with, with somebody being a free agent the next year, people th- uh, try to throw shade. People try to to like little movements they do so that people can peep it and try to make a story out of it. I feel like the players egg it on just as much as they might hate it. Um, they love that drama shit. Not Kyrie. We can get into that if we want to. They love <laughs> that little... Beverly Hills, gossip, who's going where, who said what. Yeah, we see that a lot. Yeah, but so with Kevin Durant doing that, I feel like he's kind of just making his his statement like, listen, this is where it's kind of like, all right, me, I'm going to – because you go into free agency, right? You go into free agency, and it's like you have to make your decision for your family. You're going to take time off. You're not even going to talk to your team as you would two weeks before, right? Because you're just this unrestricted free agent where, you know, you're going to make your decision in a few weeks or whatever. It's the off season, So you got to kind of start maybe separating yourself, knowing that you're leaning towards leaving the organization. And I feel like this might be signs pointed toward that, where he's like, listen, I'm already kind of out of here after this season. We know we'll probably win the finals. Let's just get on with this season. This loss doesn't really mean too much. After we win the finals, I'm going to make my decision and I'm going to New York. Hmm. And I feel like this is, this is the first of a couple little things we might see from KD and the Warriors. There's also people in the Warriors organization that believe he's like one foot out the door. So can't say I ain't tell you. Kyrie, KD. 
Zion, Zion. KD, Barrett, 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 Barrett to New York. Oh, I man. feel like you guys would take Zion. Um, I feel like we would too, but I don't know, bro. I don't know if if that I don't know. I with a player like that, I don't even see him as good as Antetokounmpo, and Antetokounmpo has a ceiling because of the fact that he doesn't have a jump shot. And then I feel like with Giannis's game though, he's still young, in the sense that when LeBron went to the Heat, he was in his. Seventh year. Giannis is in his, what, sixth? I think he's in his sixth year, about to go into his seventh next year. So there's and, – and look at the turning point he's made from two years ago, let alone even from last year to this year. The Bucks are the best team in the East. They're the best team in the league, according to the records. Mm-hmm. And um, it's all because of Giannis. And they play just as good when he's not on the court. But what he does as far as just dominating his one-on-one and his freakishness, freakishness, it's just it's just too much for the eye to ignore. So Zion can come in the league and just take a few years. Like Zion right now is freaky like Giannis right now. Yeah. Giannis was not like this in high school. LeBron was like this, and Zion is like he might be a little more than LeBron was in high school as far as just freak athleticness. So for him to be so undeveloped, like we're talking about Derek Jones Jr., who can still grow in this league and become a good player. And I think he can with the right system. Miami. But Zion, we're talking about a high school. He was in high school last year. We knew him two years ago when he was like a junior in high school. And he was doing this. Now he's at Duke doing it. He's going to come back from this injury. He's going to show a lot, too, when he does come back. Because we know that he's too competitive. He committed to Duke. He wants to play for Coach K. He needs to get better. Why not come back? Try to win a championship. It's possible if you play. It's not possible if you don't. I think the Knicks would be a good organization for him in the sense that if you do get Kyrie and Kevin Durant... How bad can it be for a guy like Zion to try to learn and, and, and get better? You know what I mean? One. Two, I think David Fisdale is a good coach where he can he can help him as far as developing just just the, the, the matureness into the league. And and if you guys get Kevin I, I keep saying it because I it's very possible that the Knicks get Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving this summer. Yes. And it sounds so weird. But Turn around. If you do, and you draft a player, whether it's R.J. Barrett or Zion Williamson, they're going to benefit. You have to benefit from that. Your organization is going to turn around. It's going to be more positive. You know, it's going to be scrutinized when it's bad. That's New York. We know that. But it's going to be a happy scrutiny. Yeah. It's not going to be a, a mad, tired, disheveled scrutiny. There's there's a uh, light at the end of the tunnel. Like you can tell when somebody's cursing you out and they're not in a bad mood. Yeah, <laughs> they're just they just gotta curse you out. Mm-hmm. But when they're in a bad mood and they're cursing you out, that's what Kyrie's feeling right now in Boston. Let's talk about Kyrie real quick because you were talking about, you know, they love this Beverly Hills 
soap opera stuff, which I do believe that some do. I don't believe that Kyrie does. He says that he doesn't. So, I mean, I can believe his word. He shows that he doesn't. After tough games, after, you know, multiple three-game losing streaks throughout the season, the reporters are in his face, as they are every other player in the league, especially every other leader of the team, star player, uh, asking those questions. Look at Kevin Durant. He he doesn't like it either. He he fights them off. But Ke- uh, Kevin Durant is like more like, man, man, Kyrie, you get the like. Listen, man. Kyrie, I don't know, man. We got to get better. He's passive aggressive, but as of late, things hasn't been going Boston's way. So he's in a bad mood, which I understand. And that's yeah. fair because you're human and your team's not doing good. But as the leader of your team, like the, there was a, a question a reporter asked him. He said, Marcus, uh, Marcus Morris said that you guys aren't playing like a team. There's no, there's no chemistry. There's a lot of egos. How do you feel about that? Oh, that's Marcus's opinion. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know. Obviously, you're not trying to spread nothing bigger, but you can also shut things down and 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 like make your statement for the team. Like, all right, this is what it is. All right, how about that? Instead of like, eh, take that and let the media do it. That you're only making the hole deeper. And then if you go to New York, you better be ready. Yes. Or you better win. Yeah, we're gonna be expecting a lot. I'll tell you that. But don't 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 get too happy. Right. What do you mean? Kevin Durant hasn't made his decision. He doesn't know that he's going to New York yet. Set in stone. He hasn't won the uh, Finals MVP again yet. But it's coming. July 1st. That's going to be the episode. We're going to talk about all this free agency. We got NFL free agency coming up, which I'm excited for this weekend. Um, what else do we want to get into in the NBA? Um... Rockets. What's up with Harden? <laughs> right, the that, MVP. Yeah. I don't understand. So I was... <laughs> I'm glad you brought this up. <laughs> because we were watching Colin Coward, which I much respect Colin Coward. This guy I've been listening to him, watching him. But he got James Harden as the fifth best player this season. Oh, yeah, I've seen that video. Or he's having the fifth best season in the NBA this year. I've seen that. I saw that video. Now, we don't even have to get through one through four because the the, the MVP race is not, it's not anybody but Giannis and James Harden. Paul George has made his case. Paul George is, is, is making a strong case. You can say he's like literally the third option. But it's Giannis and Harden. And to me, it's Harden and Giannis. What Harden's doing, winning game. I mean, we, we've, we've done this. This is like four weeks. He's winning games for the team. They're, they're not the best, obviously. They're like fourth or fifth in the West. It's a hard conference. But they lost Chris Paul. They lost Clint Capella. They lost Eric Gordon. He scored 30 points a game for over 30 games straight. They come back. They're still winning. They play Boston. They blow them out. Uh, he He's 60-point games. When he doesn't play, the Rockets aren't playing as good. But he doesn't, have, he doesn't miss as much time. He doesn't miss as much time. 
when Giannis is out, he can be out three games and the Bucks can go 3-0. Yeah. The Rockets are not going 3-0 without James Harden. Paul George, yeah, OKC can go 3-0. It's harder to say because they're in the Western Conference and and uh, and uh, with I was going to say versus Giannis, you know, East and West, but when Paul George is out, it's clearly a different team. That's that's a one and two team. Yeah, I can see that. It's not three and zero. It's not. Giannis goes out. It's three and zero for Milwaukee, possibly. Like they can do that. Um, Harden goes out. One and two. Paul George goes out. One and two. Uh, I think I'll put Paul George number two over Giannis. And I don't know if I'm taking it much too much from Giannis. He's having a great year. So Harden's having the best year. This season. Yeah. Yeah, I think Paul George brings it on both levels, offensively and defensively. Yeah. But he's not doing what James Harden is doing offensively. Yeah, nowhere near it. And I get that Paul George is doing it on both sides, but what have we seen in the NBA this year? As much of good defense as teams are playing, the games are still going 115 to 120. Right? Because James Harden's dropping 36 points a game. Yeah. That's my James Harden. We can know. And if Paul George guards James Harden, is James Harden still scoring 30? Yes. Exactly. If Kawhi Leonard is still guarding James Harden, is he getting 30? Yeah. Yes. You can put the best player, Kawhi Leonard... You can put the best player on him, and he's going to drop 30. Because you know why? Great scorers know how to get to the free throw line. And if you hate on it, it's just like hating on LeBron. Sure. But fuck LeBron. Is he better than Jordan now? Listen. Listen. Is LeBron better than Jordan? Like, is Statistically, it yes. How about that? I mean... Okay. Statistically, yes. I'm not going to say he's a better player. I'm not going to say he's a better scorer. We know he's not a better scorer, right? We know he's a better passer. We know he's not as clutch. We know that he's just physically more dominant. We know that he's faster. He can. He's more athletic. We know that he he might even have a better shot than Jordan. Nah. He might. He might. More range. He might. He might. But being a scorer and literally dominating your one-on-one opponent, Jordan has him. Winning the championships, six and zero, Jordan has him. Jordan's been knocked out in the first round three times. LeBron hasn't. But LeBron has lost, what, five finals? Yeah. Different eras, of course. I'll say this. You ask me, is LeBron better than Jordan? I'll say statistically, yes. And that's all I can say. I wasn't alive to watch Jordan. I'm 23. I'm alive. I started watching LeBron James in high school, 2002, 2003, back in elementary school. Like, that's what I remember. I don't remember when Jordan pushed off. I mean, when he hit the step back versus Utah. I don't remember none of that. 
you could tell me about it. I could watch it on YouTube, but I didn't see it. I didn't feel it like I felt what LeBron is doing. I don't like those stats just because the pace of the game increased. So right. there was more time, at least more possessions for them, for like players like in LeBron's to get those stats, to build up those those numbers. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, and then, of course, the, the opposition, like who they've been playing against. The East that Jordan played against was much different than the East that LeBron's been playing against. Um, but LeBron's doing it against this Western Conference, too. So, I wouldn't even say... One year. Well, yeah, at the... Yeah, toward, I mean, it's not like he played bad this season. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, yeah. It's like, that doesn't matter. It's more of... I get what you're saying as far as, you know, the pace of the game mm-hmm. and and uh, the the fact that, yeah, there's more possessions, there's more opportunity... But at the end of the day, LeBron James, the best teammate he's ever had was Dwayne Wade. Let's put that. Then Chris Bosh. Then Kyrie Irving. Then Kevin Love. So Jordan had nah, Pippen. The Heat, the Heatles, Steve that Heat Kirk. team was just... Oh, Ray Allen. I'm sorry. Yeah, sorry. Jordan's Ray Allen. Team. Huh? With that Heat team was... Just as good as Jordan's team. Like, I wouldn't even say Jordan had the better team in that situation. No, but in six finals, Jordan had the better team. In eight finals, LeBron James has never... Or in nine finals, LeBron James hasn't always had the better team. But that goes with the time because these players also had to develop with each other. Like, it it was... um, It was cool. Like... They came in. They came into it, into the system, and they added piece by piece. Like these players were added piece by piece. In where? Um, for Chicago, until they did that run. They had the, that run, and where they actually had to develop with each other. You know what I'm saying? With the Heat, it was more of a let's get this going right now type of project. Right. So that's the only difference. Now, but also. Uh there's the there's the factor of LeBron James went to the finals in 2007 his first time against the Spurs with Bruce Ball and Manu Ginobili, Tony Parker, Tim Duncan. Um, when LeBron went with Zinjunas Ogalskis, Anderson Verja, Daniel Gibson, Eric Snow, those aren't NBA Finals players. Like, he dragged that team as he did his team last year with J.R. Smith, with uh, with Kevin Love, no Kyrie Irving. That's also true, but... Dwayne Wade wasn't there. Who was... Look at that East. That East was ran by Paul Pierce, Kevin Garnett, and Ray Allen. Not actually... You're saying when he went with this... Eric Snow, yeah, with that Cavaliers right. team. Uh, that was... Uh, that was Orlando. Orlando was good. Orlando was good, and um, I want to say Detroit. No, um, Orlando was good that year. The Nets. No. <laughs> well, who was good that year? You feel me? Oh seven. I know Orlando was good that year for sure. Uh, that might have been the best competition. Hmm. 
that's actually a really good question. I know Atlanta. Atlanta had a good team as well. So that's the whole like, it was a it's a dope feat. You know what I'm saying? And he brought them to what the finals at that like. But yeah, like like the East that he played against, man. It just, it doesn't compare to who Le- who Jordan did it six times against. Like, but he also got knocked out in the first team. round three times. No, of course, until they they finally locked in the rest of the pieces that they needed. Yeah. And Hall like of that's how it happens. Yeah, yeah, of course. You know what I'm saying? But that's how it happens. And once it did, it wasn't no two and done. But Jordan ain't like, go to no finals with no Hall of Famers. Feel LeBron me? Fair did point. it one time. Twice. Fair point. Last uh Kevin Love. LeBron did it one time. We're gonna time. put him in the Hall of Fame, Kevin Love. I don't know. Last year he did. I saw last year. I put Kyrie. But he wasn't on the Cavs last year. Okay, that's true, that's true, that's true. So two times. I mean, he did it two times. All right, two times. But like I said, bro, the it, the talent. It's not even like an argument. It's just that that fact is like that's that's a good accomplishment right there. It is, bro. But the talents in the conferences, like you could literally compare them, and they don't compare. But not. But we're talking about East Jordan, East LeBron, not East. LeBron West, whatever we're talking no, about. No, we're not talking about the Western Conference at all. We're talking about the. Oh, Eastern you're saying the East back in the day? Yeah, because to get to the finals. Right, right, we're right. Not talking, yeah, so it just doesn't compare. Like in either of those years, the tat like Jordan did it six times in that rough competition. Like he he almost lost a couple of times, and that just shows you how rough the competition was. Like the Knicks even gave him problems. Like they, right. these were stacked teams. Right. So. You know what I'm saying? So Jordan versus LeBron yeah. will never be at rest. It'll always be up. But it's great because that's how great these two dudes were and are with LeBron still being in the league. Since he still is in the league, since he still will have three more years on his deal going into next season, we have um, a question. Lindsay, a friend of mine, he wanted to talk. He wanted us to talk about LeBron. Basically, the Lakers situation next year, a little more in depth. He had a question. What should they do with this season going the way it is? Should they, A, give LeBron what he wants and let that let that wave ride? Should he, B, should the Lakers, B, um, get rid of the young guys? Or excuse me, no. Lakers, should they trade the aging star LeBron James and let the young guys rock? Or C, should they just see what free agents they can get this year? They should definitely see what free agents they could get this year. Because they need one. They need one other than the young stars and LeBron. Mm -hmm. LeBron has carried his teams enough. He... He's at a point to where he he needs another Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh. Really? I know, no, I'm thinking of the R. Kelly. Y'all, <laughs> y'all playing with me. I'm fighting for my life. Yeah. LeBron fighting for his life in the West. Yes, he is. He needs a he needs a co-star. He does. Um and he knows he's he knows he does. That's why he wanted Anthony Davis so bad he still wants him. But it's not looking too realistic in the near future, as we said. So I mean, Kemba Walker is a free agent, right? I'll throw that name out there. I know LeBron likes his game. I'm not saying that they're going to do it. I, I I don't know. But that's a name out there that 
the Lakers might be able to learn. And then at that point, what do you like try to sign him and Clay Thompson? I don't know because I'm just confused as far as how are they going to get Anthony Davis? We were so sure that Anthony Davis was going to the Lakers. And it's like, do the Pelicans really want to trade for Brandon Ingram, Lonzo Ball, Kyle Kuzma? I wouldn't like that trade for the Lakers anyway because I feel like you need those. Like, that's the perfect, that's the Boston scenario. But on top of that, like, when Boston went to the um, to the Eastern conference, conference Finals. Yeah, Conference Finals. Um, that's that scenario, but with LeBron on the team. Right, right. You know what I'm saying? So it would have helped them a lot. You yeah, know? like that's the difference. So why mess that up? But look at it this. Well, you're saying you're saying with another star on the team. Yeah. Because this team right now, you know, with these young guys, they're not. They can't. They can't. It's it's not. It's and not it's in also their blood yet. Death. Because who's coming off the bench? Who's who's like? I mean, I feel like Josh Josh Hart's role kind of just went down a lot, but that's also because of the production all the guards maybe they too. added. Could be production. Yeah. I haven't been watching Laker games like that. I know Brandon Ingram's been playing really good. I will say that Brandon Ingram's been having a good season as of late. Um, when healthy, he went down again. Josh Hart is their best shooter, though, at least from the three. And then Caldwell Pope is a close second. So, like, I don't know what they've been doing to to make up for that. You know what I'm saying? I don't know who's been playing, who's been stepping up in that uh, three-row position. But, right. yeah, Josh Hart's role could grow. But that's that's the veteran. That's all the guards that they brought in. They brought in a lot of guards. Um. Yeah, Rondo. And Lance. Lance. And they already had Lonzo and Hart. I mean, it's... And, and, and KCP. Ingram. And yeah, KCP. KCP. They like to run Ingram sometimes at the point. So... It's a log jam. And yeah. it's, it's a log jam with the wrong players, too. So... Yeah. That's they enough. Have to figure it out. They That's enough for the Lakers, moving. man. Yeah. Jeez, I'm Lakered out. For real. Real quick. Because we know the Western Conference Finals is going to be go to state. At the end of it, right? In the finals, representing the West. In the East, you know, you got a lot of teams that can literally go this year. There's a lot of teams that can go. I feel like th- this year we might... we If Brooklyn can win a first round and upset their opponent, which I deem possible, if they get stuck playing Boston... If they get stuck playing Milwaukee, you know what I'm saying? I don't know. I don't know. Those are the two teams that I think Brooklyn has a shot of upsetting with Boston and Milwaukee in the first round if they get to play them. D'Angelo Russell could have a career playoff moment. Whether they lose in the second round, which they probably will if they beat their first-round opponent, but the Nets going into the playoffs are going to be scary. They're not. It's going to be like that that Heat team that missed the playoffs in 2017, that that nobody wanted to see, and they're lucky they didn't get to see it. Um, who do you think from the Eastern Conference can give the Warriors the best run for the bag? I guess one team. Say Milwaukee. I would like. 
I can't, yeah. The East is dead, man. So what about Toronto? Nah, they don't. Because we haven't seen any flash from Toronto that makes us say, wow, like, yeah, they have a chance. We haven't seen that this season. I don't know about flash, but I know that they've consistently been... The just second there. best team in the East. Yeah, they just been there. Fourth, we third see, best team in the league all season. We see flat. We see actual flashes of wow, like from Milwaukee. We see flashes of wow from we. Uh, we even seen flashes of wow from Boston, even though they have a lot of. Eh, okay, what did we? You know what I'm saying? But we have seen those flashes this season. Mm. Toronto doesn't get spoken of. I feel like they're just they're just zooming by. My thing is with Toronto. Uh, this is my whole case. We've seen the noise. We've seen when they were bad. We've seen when they were great. But we never seen them great in the playoffs. We've always seen them win the first round, as they should, being either the one or two seed or the three seed. Second round, look at that. They get by. They're in the Eastern Conference Finals, and and. They just they they can't they can't turn the switch they can't flip the switch. I'll say yes, LeBron dominated them. Yeah, LeBron was in their way. This year is their chance. But a player like Kyle Lowry does not play as good in the playoffs as he does in the regular season. He did have a good playoffs twenty sixteen or a playoff good a good playoff series versus Miami. I'll say. But other than that, when do you hear Kyle Lowry? He's making a tough three yeah here and there. But is is he really winning the game for his team? It's Demar Derozan's team, and he even folded. So. This Toronto Raptors team, we don't want to hear nothing about your best record in the East. We don't want to hear about number two seed this year, number this, that. We want to see when you get to the playoffs, play like that one or two seed. Win. Go to the East, Go to the finals. Represent the Eastern Conference. Until you do that, we don't want to make noise of you. You're going to do good. We know that. Y'all have been doing good. It's all pretty, but when you come to the playoffs, it's a different game, and I don't think that they're ready. I don't. I still don't think that they've turned and flipped that switch. Nick Nurse has done a great job. Kawhi Leonard's come in and, and played exactly how I was saying that he would after being hurt in San Antonio. Now, Kyle Lowry, can you can you keep can you keep up the consistent good play? You haven't played great all year, but you've played good consistently. I'll probably say all year. Um, the bench, they're going to have to play their roles. And these young dudes, look at the Siakam. He's most improved player candidate with D'Angelo Russell right there in front of him, I believe. Um, are you going to be able to just play like this most improved player candidate in a tough playoff series, maybe against Boston on the road, maybe against Philadelphia on the road in a you know conference finals? Yeah. They're, nah. They're out of it. I don't, I don't see it. Like I said, Milwaukee is the only team I see, and even them – I don't see living up against the Warriors. Honestly, I see more the Warriors being upset in the Western <laughs> Conference. For real, I see them. It has to I be see one more team of that chance than them losing to anybody or even going six games with anybody in the East. Well, I think for that Western Conference point, it don't. I think the Nuggets have that chance. If anybody, I also think the Rockets could do it. I think James Harden could go off to that extent, and I'm everybody else that. will play according to pitch. Because we've that was seen the plan. in the Rockets, 
No, but we've seen this in the playoffs. We've seen everybody else play. We've seen last year their chance that blew right in front of them when because Chris Paul got hurt. Harden. Well, well, no. that too. Chris that Paul too. got hurt for Game Seven, but and that's all it was. James Harden there. didn't play. James Harden didn't play well that those that last game. Right, but they also the whole team shot like twenty percent from three. Okay, you know what I mean. Like, I'm not gonna say James Harden won't go off. I just don't think the Rockets as a team versus Golden State, especially if they couldn't do it last year in less than seven games. I don't think they have a better team this year. So I don't see how they're gonna. Well, how not if they have Chris Paul? They have Chris Paul. Oh well, but they don't have Trevor Ariza. They don't have Mbamba Mute defensively. You know what I'm saying? Like there's different. There's different. Chris Paul missed how many games this year too? So it's like, yo, Chris Paul, show me something. You too, bro. Show me something. Hey man, the Rockets. I know that is has been the James Harden show, but he's only been scoring like thirty plus. You know what I'm saying? Like it's he. Like the other, the team is scoring with him, and they're playing well mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. him. That's true. That's true. I just don't know if they're going to be able to take that. And it's also James Harden going to be able to have that energy in a game five in the second round of the playoffs. You know what I mean? Like he's been playing so many minutes all year. He's been having that team on his back all year. He when do his dude. legs, you know, start to feel it? He a young dude. I see it. I see it this year. I don't like. I don't mm-hmm. see why not. If there's a team, that's my team. Back to the East, I'll say. My team to represent has the best chance beating Golden State would be Philadelphia. Um, I don't think that they've gelled completely yet. We haven't seen the best of the Sixers. Joel Embiid is battling injuries right now. Um, you know, so with lineups and all and trying to get ready for the playoffs, we haven't really seen that that spark, that wow, like you were talking about. But we know that Joel Embiid, what he is. We know who Jimmy Butler is. We've seen what Ben Simmons is. Ben Simmons is. We know what J.J. Redick is and Tobias Harris. Now, we don't know Tobias Harris in the playoffs, but we're going to get a chance to meet him this year. And with that team, when healthy, going against any other team in the East, I feel like that starting five is better than any starting five in the Eastern Conference. So right there, yeah, you're going to need that bench to come, you know, play play good. You, you got Jonathan Simmons. You got T.J. McConnell. Um, Boban. So I think that team has a lot of versatility, and they don't have to beat the Sixers by shooting all game. They can pound the ball inside and force DeMarcus Cousins to try to really play defense on Joel Embiid and Draymond Green, get them in foul trouble. Um, I can see, you know, if Tobias Harris and J.J. Redick can go hard from three, Jimmy Butler attacking the rim with Ben Simmons, it's a lot they got going on over there, and I feel like that might be the toughest team for Golden State to have to try to defend. But outscoring is, is, is what they do, so I still don't see them really winning. Yeah. Um, I feel like Philly is based on their defense, and there's not enough defense in the world to stop Golden State. So that whole project will just crumble right there. They're, like you said, the offense just won't sustain with Golden State's offense. <laughs> defense is great, but the offense just won't keep up. Um. Yeah. NBA, NBA. Right. So, oh man, we still got a whole month and well, like a month left of the NBA season. Today's the seventh. So about a month and a week. I believe April thirteen is like it's when the playoffs start around that time. Until then, next week we'll talk more NBA, but we'll talk some NFL real quickly before we get out of here. 
Um, we saw a trade. A little bit of baseball, too. Okay. We saw a trade. The Redskins acquired quarterback Case Case Keenum from the Denver Broncos, who just signed, or excuse me, who just traded for Joe Flacco. Um, And they got a sixth and a seventh round pick for Case Keenum. So John Elway, like I said, he's doing things the Elway. (laughs) He goes out and last year, let's recap. Last year, they have no quarter, or excuse me, two years ago, because this season's over. Two years ago, they have no quarterback. They have issues all throughout. Trevor Simeon and Paxton Lynch are, are fighting for the first job. That goes bad. They realize they have a good team around them. All they need is this quarterback. And this miracle maker, Case Keenum, just took his team on a great year that he will never, ever play again efficiency-wise, uh, turnover touchdown ratio-wise, um, yardage-wise. He'll never have this year again, but but he had it. And he beat you know the Saints at home. Miracle. It looked great. Yeah. They bit hard. And what they did was what they did was they fell for the bait. They signed Case Keenum to a huge deal this summer. Or this 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 Yeah, this summer. And um now they're trading him away for a sixth and a seventh round pick because they feel like their guy is Joe Flacco, another veteran quarterback who didn't play this year in the NFL because the Ravens felt like they needed to move on from him. So I'm just kind of lost as far as what their vision is. You know, they had the opportunity to draft a young quarterback. They have the opportunity this year to draft a young quarterback and, and still trade away uh, Case Keenum or keep him and let that quarterback develop. But they went ahead and got Joe Flacco. They're just, you know, quarterback revolving door right now. And they've been that for the past four or five years um, since Peyton Manning has left. I don't know how to feel about it. I don't think they're they're They know that they're not going to win the AFC West. They know that <laughs> right now their playoff hopes aren't really much. So I don't know if that's that's what they're, you know, using and, and saying, listen, we're not going to go and draft the young quarterback and focus on that. The Chiefs and the um, Chargers are running stuff. I don't know. I really have no opinion on that because it doesn't make sense to me. How do you feel about Case Keenum going to uh, the Redskins? Though? We, I didn't talk about that. You can talk about that. I was just talking about the standpoint of the Broncos and how they do things. But Case Keenum going to the Redskins, I mean, they need something, right? Because Alex Smith is not going to play this year. I don't even know if he ever plays again. Hopefully he can. But the Redskins have a team where, I mean, they can beat the Cowboys twice in a year. And they can beat the Eagles once. And and maybe, maybe, just maybe slip and win that division if they have a full healthy team. And Case Keenum just plays, you know, uh, Alex Smith manageable football. I don't like it. Uh, obviously, Alex, Alex Smith isn't the answer. But Case Keenum isn't the answer. I do like the fact that they didn't give up much. They right. gave up, I believe, a six-round pick, right. but they got a seventh-round back. So, 
Like, I mean, why not, I guess, in a sense, but I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Like, you, you that's not the answer. Obviously. If they still draft a young quarterback, I don't know. I think they have, like, the 11th pick, the 10th or 11th pick. If they still go and draft a young quarterback, um, they can use Case Keenum as their pillow for right now and let him develop and, and let this young guy learn the offense and try to do it that way. It makes sense. Like you said, they didn't give up much. So, hey, Case Keenum's not a bad quarterback. I didn't say that. But I know that the Broncos went out and fished for what they thought they were going to see again from that year before when Case Keenum played one of the best seasons a quarterback has really ever played. Jay Gruden might go into this knowing, listen, we, we're not going to get that twenty, you know, 2018 uh, Case Keenum. But we're going to get a Case Keenum that knows how to manage football games. We're going to get a Case Keenum that's a veteran. He knows how to win games. He's a, a tough-minded, mature leader. You know what I mean? It'll help the locker room. It'll help the organization, especially if they do draft a young quarterback and help him develop with Case Keenum. Um, it's, it'll solve maybe a couple weeks of the answer. But I don't think it's going to solve the answer at all. So... That's our quick thoughts, I guess, on uh, Case Keenum going to the Redskins. Um, man, NFL, what you wanted to talk about? Um, oh, yeah. Uh, Phillies. They just got somebody. <laughs> oh, oh, in the NFL? No, nah, it don't matter. It don't matter. Ain't really we much. We can go MLB. On. MLB. Um, Philadelphia. If we're going to talk MLB, we have to acknowledge... Uh, the Red Sox, you know, going into the season, defending champions. By the way, our pitcher, Stephen Wright, tested positive for HGH, says he doesn't know how it came in his system. Our. Who's our? But uh, Red Sox, excuse me, excuse me. The Boston, all over the place. The Boston Red Sox, We're right? live in Miami, born in Philly, fucking all over the place. Bethlehem. <laughs> I'm a Red Sox fan. Listen. All right. I can explain myself real quickly. Listen, David Ortiz, Manny Ramirez, Pedro Martinez were three guys that I used to get on my Sports Illustrated cover all the time as a kid, right? Um, Being Dominican, having Dominican neighbors as Red Sox fans older than me before I even started watching baseball. When I would watch baseball with them, they're watching Red Sox baseball. I started to like this team. Oh, this team ain't won a championship in this long. My parents are Yankees fans. My parents are from New York. So I figured, you know what? This might be the best way to make them feel me. <laughs> I'm a Red Sox fan. <laughs> I like Boston. And we're better than y'all, right? New York is trash. Oh that was me back in the day, yeah, which no. I still do feel the same way, thankfully. Um, but, yeah, it was it was a big influence on, on the best player in baseball, David Ortiz. Um so, yeah, I'm a Red Sox fan. What? Going into this season, they're going to defend the title. As I was saying real quickly, though, Stephen Wright suspended again. He found another way to get suspended. Last year, it was like a domestic violence case. This year, it's HGH positive testing. Next year, if they give him another chance, which they probably will, we'll figure that I might be like a racist tweet online or something. Oh, my God. <laughs> but in Philadelphia, where things are getting real, Mike Trout... <clears throat> 2020 <clears throat> to Philly. That's what Bryce Harper wants, right? That is what he wants, and he is trying to recruit him. Well, at least he said, what, what was his words? 
He uh, said, you guys are crazy if you don't think I'm trying to get Mike Trout 2020. Yeah. Yes. So, yeah. You, you're crazy if you think he's not going to try to get Mike Trout for 2020. Listen, Bryce Harper going to Philadelphia. First of all, I don't know. Did we address the number change last episode? How he t- Or were we just talking? Whatever. For those who don't know, Bryce Harper wears number 34 in Washington his whole career. He goes to Philadelphia and he changes his number to number three because he's paying respect to Roy Halladay, who passed away two years ago in a plane crash. He was flying his plane to the Caribbean islands and crashed and died. Um, so he didn't want to wear his number. He was a Philadelphia great. He threw, I think, two no-hitters, or excuse me, perfect games. If not, I know he threw one. I'm not sure if he threw two. Um, so that was that was honorable right there. Another funny thing, though, well, that wasn't funny, I'm sorry. Something funny was that at the press conference when he was getting introduced as a Philadelphia Philly officially, he said he wants to bring a title to D.C. <laughs> he was so used to you know being in D.C. for his whole career. So he said that he wanted to bring a title to D.C. and had to correct himself. Hmm. Uh, Philly's going to be tough. You know, they're a contending team in the NL East. Now we'll probably win that division. I mean, Bryce Harper was winning the division with the Nationals and their pitching. Um, but without Bryce Harper this year, the Nationals batting, you know, they need that power. They need that cleanup. And they just lost it. So they're going to have to figure themselves out uh when David Ortiz went out for the Red Sox that year, it, the hitting is, you know, the hitting can be there and you can get on base, but you need somebody to bring these these runs in. So, yeah, we brought in J.D. Martinez as the Red Sox and we won the title. So, them bringing in Bryce Harper, uh, a young team, they have a fast defense, young defense, and they're adding hitting. And if they can get Mike Trout next year, Sorry, but that that's the favorite going into the 2021 or going into that 2020 season. Yeah, I'd agree. Um, let's say they don't get them, though. How does Philly rank in there with uh, well, with Red Sox, with uh, Houston, Baltimore? Yeah, uh, I think I think, listen, Philadelphia right now is, is at a state where if they didn't get Bryce Harper, they wouldn't be contending for a title. This year, and even this year, like, I don't think they're literally contending for a title. They can say and they believe, obviously, they have a great player. But realistically, uh, you know, you got teams like Milwaukee. You have teams like the Dodgers. Um, and those two teams alone, you got teams like even the Cubs that, have, that, that just have this NL toughness, playoff toughness. And this team, being Philadelphia, haven't been to the playoffs in a few years Probably over five, I believe over five years they haven't been to the playoffs. Bringing in Bryce Harper is not going to change all of their problems. They don't have the pitching rotation that it takes to win a championship. Um, not their not players, division. exactly. Their players are young, um, and they, like I said, though they can win the division, and I do believe they will. But do you think they're going to really win a playoff series against the, the Dodgers this year? You know, or, or against the Brewers this year? I don't. I feel that. But and then going forward, if they don't get Mike Trout, you know, their players are going to develop. They they still have money to go and get another free agent um, in 2020. So that's not their last hope. But it would definitely boost them from, you know, growing a title contender to being a title contender. So I agree. Um, 
You wanted to bring up some Yankees? I don't think there's much to talk about nah, with them. <laughs> nah. <laughs> I know Severino got hurt. Yeah. Um, still trying to figure out pitching. Everything yeah. is straight. I mean, our our offense is still going to be our offense. You know what I'm saying? Um, mm-hmm. Same thing with our defense. Our defense is good. Right. It's Starting just, pitching. Yeah. Trying to figure out our pitching. Because that bullpen is even decent. You know, you guys yeah. have a good bullpen. But that started pitching. And honestly, listen, I think it's like... Your 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 offense is is power offense. You need some type of contact hitting in that lineup. Not that to too. say it's that not too. there, but when you got Giancarlo Stanton and Aaron Judge and Gary Sanchez literally just swinging for the fences at times where it's like, come on, bro. But Can we, we get also on have base? Aaron Hicks, uh, DD, right, and they do get on base, right. Um, but every time you can't swing for those fences, man. Nah, yeah, you know what I mean. Our home run hitter is JD Martinez, but he also. Knows how to get a double. Knows how to get on single. You know, he 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 doesn't just swing the bat, basically. And I, I feel like, like Aaron Judge is so strong that all he has to do is swing the bat. I feel like Judge has more, like, yeah, yeah, for sure. contact than, and than, accuracy than, than so, Stanton. Uh, Stanton, exactly. For sure. Stanton is really Stanton's bad news. power home runner bust. Stanton's bad news. He's home run a bus, man. <laughs> and I feel like Stan is going to make my day. That's happy baseball, yeah. season, yeah. That's happy gonna, baseball. He's going to ruin it. So, yeah, we'll definitely see. Yeah, we're going to see because spring training is about to be over in, what, maybe three weeks. Yeah. Season's going to come to a start April, I think the first week in April, like April 3rd. Um, so, we'll start talking more baseball. Thank you guys for listening to episode 20. Season two. Yes, shout out everybody who came and pulled up in chat, bro. Sure. I like I fuck with it, bro. Qwerty, you know, Cheddar, he brought the whole crew over, Lee, AR, the blunt double. You for sure, oh, yeah. for sure. We appreciate everybody it. watching Codis Fair, everybody else watching who ain't to say what's up in chat, lurking. Appreciate y'all. Appreciate bro. that. Many more episodes coming soon. Follow us on Twitter, ATS Pod. Follow us on Instagram, one ATS Pod. Yeah, every Thursday, catch us. Full of psychos, goon in some tight clothes. Need my paper straight, no typos. Bright flows, but really got on break. I'm in the studio all night, make sure the shit you call a dream is what I really call my life. From my city hall, I'm night, you niggas silly. This the Berg, not Philly. Shout them niggas, though, that Willie on them bikes. These niggas fans, they just sit in. Talk about plans they ain't been in. Even rock brands, they don't fit in Ain't gotta go to France, spend a hundred bands Gotta understand, damn I can't stand fake niggas Fake niggas Walk it how I talk it, if I roll it, I'ma spark it If she bad, I tell her park it, I'ma hit it like a target Oh shit, he blowing up your phone again Must ain't let him know, you ain't coming home again Leave that man alone, could be doing better Do it on your own, could be on a jet, fly around the globe Baby, we gon' smoke the whole zone Burning kush till our eyes gone Cell phone by the remote control When your girlfriends call, they just get the dial tone Paper wild long Try to draw the line between personal and business But these niggas in they feelings like bitches Mobbing through the trenches, always on the mission Rules to the game, start the competition mm. Khalifa Kush keep me high to where I don't wanna speak Broken jail, two things I don't wanna beat You talk tough, but your click is nervous Wash them up, get that quick detergent
and then we done with them It's gotta be somebody to blame It's a shame, shame, shame I can't stand fake niggas